Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Good morning, Felipe. Good morning, Ricardo. How is life? Life is okay. However, I'm curious because there is a little bit less of you up on the top of your head. Oh, yeah. I think it looks like you got a haircut. I did get my second haircut since March 2020. Only your second one. And the reason why I did it is because I had a wedding. (laughs) I didn't want my hair to be longer than some of the bridesmaids. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right. Who's the couple? What's the story that was special enough that you got a haircut for them? Her name Rachel. His name Zach. Zach called the Arzaioses a couple of years ago, and, and he had some questions about the annulment process and, and stuff. So I, I, as I joked during the homily, it was like a, a full service, right? Because mm-hmm. from that call to, to now presiding at their officiating at their wedding, that, that's a complete, complete journey. So congratulations to them. And you did have a wedding in Chicago. I did. A little while ago, I did in Chicago for um, a good parishioner, friends of mine, and their son. I don't think they read the letter of suitability that my, my office <laughs> issues, because we, we really said we don't know this guy. Right. We don't know anything about this man. We don't know why he claims to be a priest in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. Yeah, there's there's this little letter, if people don't know what we're talking about, this little letter that, that priests always have to have issued when they travel somewhere that verifies that they're legitimately ordained, that they've gone through proper training for certain things. And and what does it say of moral, high moral character? High moral reputation? character. So I, I, I don't know how I get them, but I do. <laughs> Me too. Anyway, episode 232, and we're reading from Mark's Gospel, chapter 6, verses 30 to 34. The apostles gathered together with Jesus and reported all they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. People were coming and going in great numbers, and they had no opportunity even to eat. So they went off in the boat by themselves to a deserted place. People saw them leaving, and many came to know about it. They hastened there on foot from all the towns, and arrived at the place before them. When he disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Great gospel. It's the gateway to to the multiplication of loaves and fish, and and we're going to switch to John's gospel. It's a feared summer for priests because we have a number of gospels from John again, 
by John about the Breath of Life discourse. So before we get into that, Next let's week. focus. <laughs> yeah. Let's focus on today. It's a it's a great gospel. You remember last time, last week, I was asking you whether you thought that the sending of the apostles had been a successful one or not. Here, they come back. They're happy, but Jesus is telling them, "Okay, let's now let's talk about this. Let's right. let's see what happened. Let's review this. It's like a full evaluation." So. I think it, it, it makes my point, I think, that some issues needed to be, to be straightened out. I think you're right about that. What I'm interested in here is there's a great mix of people. So it says people are coming mm-hmm. and going in great numbers, but you have people in really different places. You have the apostles who've come back to Jesus, uh, a different person there, and then there are kind of these crowds, and there's just this mix of, of people going on. And I think about the kind of the life of discipleship and community. Sometimes there's a mix of people in different places with different backgrounds, and and I can get stressed about that sometimes. You know, I'm a Western, <laughs> pragmatic American, and I want things organized, and you can kind of see organize a group of people or organize an initiative. And what I like here is it's just kind of chaotic and everyone's mixed in together and that's life. And that's a life of discipleship as well. And Jesus is present in the middle of this, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, does that make sense? It makes sense. And it makes me think something I was reflecting about the other day. There are some, some questions, some human deep questions that are common to, to ourselves today as, as they were 2000 years ago. And one of these things is that people need something. And we, we seem to always be searching for a deeper meaning. I think it's part of what you are saying. This all coming and going of people, it, it gives the impression that, that people are restless, trying, mm-hmm. to, trying to find meaning. And, and, and that's how I read this gospel, all these people trying to, to find something. And they've heard about Jesus. Maybe it will become clear through many <laughs> readings on Sunday in the weeks to come. But, but they, they feel this attraction for, for Jesus. And, and, and before we judge it, whether it was for the right reasons or not, what about re-becoming a, a, a church that attracts people? I think that's, that's one of our issues today. And that's probably what I would like to preach this weekend. That's an interesting point. You know, we might differ uh, based on what we see and kind of where things are at the present, but I think we'd agree that we need to be a church that that listens to people's hearts and where they are and attracts people. You know, mm-hmm. we're meant to uh, to bring more people to Jesus Christ, and that's a tricky thing and, and takes courage, it takes prayer, it takes discernment. And am I following what you're mm-hmm. what you're saying, though? I think so. The next paragraph, I think it's important also. Well, and I think it's connected, in fact. So when Jesus disembarked, he saw the vast crowd. His heart was moved with pity for them. That pity, it's such a strong word, at least in English. Mm -hmm. Uh, It sounds strong and it is strong. And what I appreciate is that Jesus is moved not so much by their like like their physical hunger he doesn't give them food or money but to know the good news so so what he does is he's going to teach them here's how he responds to his heart being moved he's going to teach them many things because they're aimless they're like sheep without a shepherd and i think that's a very beautiful moment as we just consider in different circumstances the different needs that we have and yes it often is food it often is shelter it often is resources but we can never forget how fundamental it is the good news of jesus christ as he uh, takes this on here himself so at least we agree about the restlessness of the of the crowd and jesus identifying that without a doubt teaching them many things and him being present so he could run away from that as well go up you know and go up alone no he comes back into that restlessness Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and and then you said his heart was moved with pity. You said it was a strong expression. It's even stronger in Greek. It, this is a an idiom. It means that his 
his insights, his God was uh. was put upside down, not at feeling commiseration for for the for the crowds that he was seeing. No? Right. Yeah. It's it's a, a very interesting gospel. Again, the gateway to to this great miracle and all this reflection about the Eucharist that we're going to be reading this these coming weeks. Well, so they're different Gospels, and mm-hmm. I, I think it's just providential. There's a couple of connections here as we move on. So as Jesus here is in this really important moment, it's a moment of prayer. Mm-hmm. And in preparing now for what will happen next week in John's Gospel, so switching Gospels, there's also prayer there. That's really important. At these really key moments in Jesus's ministry, such as here, prayer is is involved or he mm-hmm. tries to, to go away alone. So you're going to mm-hmm. see that here, see it in this gospel, and you'll see it next week as well. I agree. So how about we prepare ourselves for a long stretch of John chapter six next week? We'll wrap up here. Very good. All right. See you next week. Take care. This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you.